Marco, Sideshow had this this cheeky little banner. What? These? Don't give me that look, Dean. What the fuck? <laughs> you usually address me. I, I usually address you, but <laughs> but Marco been brought this Dean. to our attention. Yeah, yeah, that's actually did. what OxCon is all about. Yeah, uh, this cheeky little banner, and I thought we'd we'd just go right into it with a cold open. What do you think about this low quantity alert? The FOMO is real. First off, I really hate when companies use emojis. It just seems so disingenuous. Yeah. The FOMO is real. Get these items before they're gone for good. So I know it's really popular to shit on Sideshow right now, so I'm not trying to pile on unnecessarily, but you know, I think that? we've called out some of their tactics pile for being predatory. <laughs> this shit. is just like, this is I'll the worst of the worst in my opinion. It's crazy. <laughs> This is just like preying on somebody. And I will admit, I did get suckered in by one of their other banners. So Ben did, and I'm going to blame Ben. I'm going to throw him under the bus. He wow. said with the Sub-Zero and the Scorpion, which we'll talk about later, he said, by the way, guys, they're low quality. They're, they're low quantity. Go snag it now. I didn't want to miss out on those. Wow. This was, was like a few a months month back. <laughs> yeah, it was a few months back. And so I went and grabbed them both. I had a bunch of points. So ultimately it worked yeah. out okay. It turns out they weren't actually low stock. And this banner will just show up regardless of what page you're on. So I think it sucks, but what do you guys think? I agree. I think it's so if you, if, you click, if you click this banner, does it bring you to things that are low quantity, or does this just denote like that item that you're on is low quantity? I guess, like, can we clarify that? Yeah, it'll just take you to a list of items. I haven't verified that all the items on that list are low quantity, but it'll show up gotcha. regardless of what you're viewing. So it's very much intended for you to panic by something based on where you're at and on the page right is this like a generational thing because uh being a gen xer like this <laughs> i don't know i I, th I think this is like a a new school kind of uh tactic it's um, like you got the dopo you got the fomo you you dopo <laughs> so you don't fomo exactly right? What do you mean? This is, this, you guys invented Dopo, practically. Speaking of, you don't know what FOMO is. Dopo's dead, man. Dopo's dead. Bro, you guys wasted so much money. I, I remember listening, and Brian's like, I lost like $300 on deposits. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> it was like 10 Hot Toys that you canceled. Jesus. We all learn the hard time sometimes, you know? That's it. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. He's got a billion toys. <laughs> oh. You brought in a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash Collecting Weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Jonathan. I'm the Dopo King, Marco. Wow. I'm Ben. And I'm Chris. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. We want to thank our friends over at One Six Corner for sponsoring this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. 
Don't forget to use code CW10 during our live recording for 10% off all in-stock items at onesexcorner.com. That's code CW10, capital C, capital W10. You're mute. You're mute. What Leave. a thing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You haven't messed up in a long okay, time. Okay, to be fair, I was addressing John's private chat, and I was telling him thank you, and I was trying to... On a previous error. Bad. But, to, to be fair, yesterday I didn't mute enough, and today I went the other direction. I'm muting too much. Well, yeah, yesterday was nerve-wracking, yeah. That's true. It, yeah, it was I needed being one. there as a witness, but... Yeah, I hate to see it. Uh, we got so Toy Mafia in the that. chat. We got Tukatri, David Jones, Chris Letty, Danny Lee, Stephen Kret, uh, Universal Key, Thor Gaming. Evening, guys. Danny, how's the Archangel looking today? Uh, Absolute Irwin, excited for my weekly dose of CW Live. Sup, guys? Equan, Elaine Kramer, Trevor says, got appeal to the youths. How are you, a fellow collecting teens? Andrew Gibo, uh, big old friend. My mouse is dying. Equan. Uh, Andy Standifer, I can't, I'll wait due to FOMO of those in-stock discounts. Uh, Carlito, Mark Pearson, Baby Boy 562 excited to see Ben Thomas talk about hot toys with his companions. Love to see it, love to see it. How dare you. Uh, Ninja Squirth, come for the unprofessional content, you're at the right place. T.S.C., Tina St. Cruz. From the chat? That's what I'm saying. Completely unrelated. Uh, DJ, Sean Usby, sweet, sweet angels. Uh, I actually bought Chris an NFT right before we started because I owe him some NFTs. Um, so that's your new this week. Uh, Dean, it's time to get into the best segment that all of the best shows start out with. Yeah, you guys ready? Yes. It's new this week. Yeah, yeah. What did you get new this week? Uh, I had a pretty good week. I just had a bunch of shit, honestly, in my pile of loot at BBTS. And it was like, I had like nine hours to ship it. I was like, fuck it, okay. I was waiting for more stuff to come in and it seems like it's not going to, so. Uh, I got the uh, Death Watch Mando Black Series. Uh, honestly, it's a love-hate with this figure. It's There's some parts of it that are so well done and then others that are such garbage that I'm like, what were you thinking? What are the garbage um, parts? Name some names. So, the, the armor and the flight suit are a rubber piece over the plastic body so like the jetpack doesn't peg incorrectly and falls out constantly i just super glued my name so i was like super glue hit that with gorilla yeah. glue gel baby um and then the knee the knees are terrible so like on the regular mando his knee is like it's a double jointed knee so like where the knee pad is it's like its own hinge but they don't have that with this one it's like a rubber piece that floats with a single joint and when you articulate it like it's just like legs don't look like that the dimensions are yeah it's like it's his leg is bending at like the bottom of the knee it's really unsightly it's wow it's pretty ugly so if you don't articulate it it's fine um but other than that like the armor is really well done the colors are good um the it's got a you know a belt that's its own thing the armor pieces are great it's solid honestly i want a second one maybe even a third but like definitely room for improvement it's not bad but it's Dude, also not the did greatest. you take this photo after a hot shower 
I was about to say, uh, but he said it to me. I was like, God damn, dude, you got a new iPhone. Yeah, this is my lens. It's all greasy. We, Dean, the Umbara Arc Trooper Black Series is in stock at GameStop now. The black and yellow one. Yeah, yeah, I pre-ordered it at the store. Yeah, you probably should be getting yours pretty soon then. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. Uh, but I got a, I got the uh, three and three quarter inch, another one because I had already gotten one. Um, also from BBTS. Also got the um, what the fuck do they call it? It's yes. got a weird name. It, it it sounds like a name from Robotech actually. Lambent Sinker. Because there's a uh, Elent Seeker and Robo or uh, Macross, but yeah, Lambent Seeker. It's okay, honestly. The paint apps are like probably a little too small for this scale. The three and three quarter inch, uh, what is it, the vintage collection? And then the uh, Arc Trooper from Battlefront 2. This is cool. This is like the character I'm, I always play as, so that was a must. But yeah, that was my pickups this week. Honestly, I picked them up like months ago but like i said they were just been sitting in my pile of loot so time for them to come home but that's all i got this week what about you guys congratulations ben yeah so i had a bigger hot toys week than i expected to have to be honest i got this bro uh, what's going on here man you balled out i know right so like and i've been getting the smaller scale lately so i was excited to get two in one week um, the, the trooper was a bit of a surprise. The DX 18 uh, was something I got on a, on a really good deal. In fact, I actually texted the boys here to be like, this is the address that I'm going into. Like, just in case you don't hear from me afterwards kind of deal. Uh, thankfully it ended up being not a scam and a really great quality figure. Uh, really cool, really cool design on this figure. I love them actually. Uh, it's become easily one of my favorites already in the collection. And then... Uh, I was trying to get my Mandalorian uh, helmet sold. So I've had this helmet for a little while. It's the the Breeze one. And I just was having a hard time finding a good way to fit it into my collection, especially with my six scale figures. Uh, and I didn't necessarily want to go down the road of collecting helmets as well, because that's just another whole slippery slope to get into. Uh, so trying to be a little strategic. So I tried to get this thing sold for like a month. Nobody was buying it uh, until I got contacted by another collector in the uh, community recently. And he was like, hey, like... Would you be willing to trade? Uh, and I thought it was a cool trade. I, you know, I, I don't have a first order trooper in my collection. I've been told by many people this is like one of the most hated figures of all time. But I think it, I think it's cool. Like it, it fits. Facts. And, and uh, I like seeing the evolution of the trooper in my collection. I think that's kind of cool because I've got the original, the original white one as well. So, um, yeah, this trooper is okay. I had the, this is actually the first trooper I got from the sequel trilogy. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know. I mean, other than the fact that I hate the sequel trilogy, I love Stormtroopers. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. It I feels always just a thought, little like, the, bit, yeah. It feels a little big. That was the only thing I was going to add to you, to you, Dean. Because, like, I, I agree with you. I, it, It's cool. But, sorry to cut you off. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I, I was just. I was like, yeah, I'd rather just have like a plain white one. I don't know. The pauldron bothered me that it's like solid plastic. It's not hmm. like a vinyl that you could take on and off or like if you articulate it, it moves out of the way. So I was always freaked out that I was going to fucking break the shit out of it. So I was like, I'd rather just get a regular trooper. But I didn't hate this one. It came with a lot of cool accessories. And Is it yeah. the rubber between the joints that bug people much like the death troopers? 
it was pretty bad, yeah. It was pretty rough. Like, it's hard suit, to pose it, to be honest. Yeah, the suit itself is like a weird like vinyl material that like does not also articulate well. At least like the Death Trooper, hmm. other than like the the um, elbows and the knees, it had a, like a cloth under, but not this one. That's like this weird vinyl that does not move. Yeah, so I, it felt like a pretty good swap for me anyways. As I said, I was getting to the point where I didn't know if I should go down that helmet route, and I like having another figure. So now I feel like I'm really deep in Hot Toys. There was a time not too long ago where I only had two figures, and now I've got 18 or 19. So it's it's getting there. It's getting there. It's crazy on nature do that. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. Chris, what do we got here? Uh, yeah, so... I don't I haven't had much of a display uh in my basement. It's unfinished. And the other week, uh good friend of uh collecting weekly and Siskel Scavengers, um TC uh was coming up to New Hampshire and I was like, I gotta get my stuff squared away, like get something on display when he comes up and visits. So it kind of propped me just to uh go to Walmart, pick up some black bookcases, um put them together and, and just get some of the collection out of totes and just kind of put this together. It's a lot of my Ahsoka collection, uh, just some other, my books and, um, you know, art of books and, and collecting, uh, action figure collecting books and that sort of thing. But yeah, I just, I want to get something on display and I don't know, I just kind of threw it together and I'm actually pretty happy on how it came out and I actually, can actually appreciate some of this stuff um you know, this is temporary hopefully when the basement's finished off i can um you know get some nicer cabinets with doors on them because my girls told me that um if they don't want uh if i don't if i want them to not touch things i should get cabinets with doors on them that lock smart <laughs> so, I'm like, awesome cool <laughs> how much were those bookcases uh, the, the bigger ones were, I think they were like, uh, 120 bucks each. And then the, the smaller one was, God, damn. I think like 80 bucks. So okay. yeah, yeah, some more Bro, 35 bucks a target Dean or free. If they forget to scan them at the pickup app, <laughs> <laughs> deal, deal. Um, what a steal. Yeah. Uh, you also got some cool Literally. trading cards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I've been t- been uh, putting my hard-earned uh, collecting funds into over the last year or so. And, uh, yeah, so on the the left here, I got some Ashley Eckstein Ahsoka uh, autograph cards. And these are uh, both from Tops, And they're on-card autos. And I had picked them up. Uh, back at the end of 2018, not graded. And earlier this summer, uh, Brian Fontaine, Six Scale Scavengers uh, co-host and buddy, um, him and I have been sending off a lot of stuff to PSA and uh, other grading companies to get stuff graded. So he he sent these off for me. I got a Gem Mint 10 on one of them with a 10 auto. And, damn. And then a 9 with a 10 auto on the other one. So I was pretty happy with those results. Um, I think they look pretty good slabbed up. And then on the right, just a few of the highlights of some of the cards I picked up in the last couple weeks. 
I've got everything from uh, sketch cards to, uh, you know, uh, Mark Pearson's favorite Padme uh, insert cards from Topps Chrome. I've got an alternate art Dragonite from Evolving Skies the and Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> um, I've got a cut signature uh, Dave Grohl card from uh, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, uh, Carl Is Urban. That... Sorry. Go ahead. Is that Miles Morales in the top right? Yeah, it's a Miles Morales from the new uh, Spider-Man Metal Universe set. Ooh, that's that's just the base card. <laughs> um, yeah, I got some other autographs. Jamie Lannister, Otto. I got my uh, Danny there, my Daenerys Targaryen. A couple cards of hers. Uh, Cosca Reeves, uh, Sasha Banks uh, from Mandalorian. Is and that then, from a, like a, a card game, the Daenerys up top? Yeah, that's from uh, Game of Thrones has a TCG, or they've had a TCG uh, or several sets, all the, I think dating back to like 2003. And uh, that's her second appearance in the game. And uh, the first one, the card art, isn't that great? This one, the this one's from like 2011. Um, I, had to, I had to buy it from Australia. So, um, wow. But uh, yeah. Beautiful, I, man. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm really into the trading cards. Uh, obviously, I mean, I'm into all the pop culture stuff. Um, Brian TC and I have the Cards Formula podcast all about F1 and F1 trading cards, but I do like to dabble with this stuff, and I don't know. I find it interesting. There's just so many different cards out there to, to go for. I saw you guys doing some Pokemon rips on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, when TC came up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was uh, the new Lost Origin set just came out a couple weeks ago. And uh-huh. uh, TC ripped a box. And uh, Brian bought a whole case of the God cards. Um, they were hunting the Giratina alternate art card, which is a super secret rare. Did they um, get it? No. No. <laughs> it's like a, It's a really expensive card, too. I think... Wow. Raw, like raw, ungraded. I think they're like a five to six hundred dollar card or something. So, but anyway, oh, so got, those are I my got pickups. I got her first uh, Pokemon cards yesterday, like uh, the packs. Yep, it was fun. It was fun. I was at Walmart and this old couple um, was looking at tins, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like I didn't know they still did those. And uh, I talked to them for a bit, and they were so confused; they had no idea what they're doing. And I, <laughs> they were like, "Do you know anything about Pokemon?" I'm like, "Enough." And so. We were talking, they're like, well, we're trying to get our grandkids a gift. There's three of them, but we don't know what to get. They had, like, the decks and then the mm-hmm. tins. And I guess, like, the blister packs where it's, like, two packs and, like, a coin. Yep. And a promo. And I was like, well, I would go with the tin because you get a little nice little box to put them in. You get mm-hmm. some stickers and four packs and a promo. And uh, that's what they went with. And it was, it was nice. It was nice to see. Did you airdrop nice them a CW link or what? <laughs> oh, I did. I was like, yo. Definitely should have. Missed the opportunity. Letty, quick <laughs> I question. I uh, to the Poka yeah. Scavenger Instagram, actually. <laughs> if, if people are interested in getting into cards uh, or card collecting as a hobby, where would you recommend they kind of focus their attention? Uh, or do you have any recommendations on where to where to shop some of these things? <laughs> yeah. Not so, to give away I'm, your greatest sources. Obviously. No, no. There's not. It's not really. That's not really. Um, no secrets there. I mean, if you're on Instagram, just start you know, searching hashtags for, uh, different types of trading cards. Um, I, there's a website called cardboard connection and it breaks down all different trading card sets and releases. So like 
the, all the cards on this in this picture on the right are from different sets and you can look to see all the different kinds of cards you can pull um you know and kind of figure out what direction you want to go and and yeah sean in the chat saying cards are gambling i mean yeah they they are it's if you're if you're ripping packs and stuff looking for for cards the big hit it's definitely gambling if you if you target you know specific singles and stuff that you like that's a smarter play but you know Facts. you gotta 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 have a little fun you know ripping some Letty, packs. i will never forget in my life it's cool when i played uh Yu-Gi-Oh, it was like 2009 mm-hmm. and my friends and i were going to this tournament and i needed these two cards and they were like <laughs> They were pretty expensive at the time. They were maybe like $200 each. Mm-hmm. And there was a secret rare version and an ultimate rare version, which was a little less pricey, but, you know, I needed two mm-hmm. of them. And I bought, <laughs> back then they did, it was like three packs and a promo card. It was like $10. And I bought three of them. And in those three, I pulled two ultimate rares oh of, the, of the card God. I needed. It was bananas. That's it was like the best. Your life at this point? Bro, <laughs> maybe even to this day. To be honest. Oh, uh, man. Speaking yeah. of speaking of the good draws, look at this, Letty. Dopey Duck three fourteen. Oh yeah, baby, minty. I know. If that. I can just figure, figure out, out my... how to get it, <laughs> you got to import that. Yeah, a little uh, sweet angel halo going on there. He's going to go see uh, Avatar in three D. So that's amazing. <laughs> look at that oil on that baby. Love it. Congratulations! You'll love to see it. Let's uh, bring these slides back up. Uh, I had. Nothing that I picked up, but I found a really cool file of uh, a model for Warhammer. This is for actually Warhammer 30k, which is kind of like old school Warhammer. Get the uh, fuck out of here! Okay, get this fucking guy out of here. Um, it's it's uh it's the Primark. Or die, dude. Okay, uh, shut the hell up. Uh, no, it's the no, Primark die. for the Imperial I'm Fist. Go lay in the and, street, bro. Uh, okay. It's the Primark for the Imperial Fist, and I printed it, and um, it was a dollar fifty worth of resin to print a model kit that you printed is probably... this. Yes. Damn, that looks really good. It's a hundred and fifty dollar model book. kit that I did printed you for um, finish it at all, or you painted it straight out of the printer? Uh, why? Well, like sanding? Oh, no, okay. no. Yeah, straight out of the printer. Wow. You can see the base is a bit rough on like the back there because that's where the supports are. And so I asked the guy if he just had the base with just the rock because I have plenty of the little discs and I hate printing them. They just they waste resin to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it was no no touch ups. It was pretty much straight prime and then paint. So looks amazing. Um, yeah, I saved myself like a hundred and fifty bucks, and that's it's not the crazy. exact model. It's a little different. But it's the same size, same pose, same general dimensions. Looks like the dude. And, okay, I have a uh, question. Yes. Because directly next to him is a space marine. They're fucking huge. Like, and it's weird because in the uh, in the lore, the emperor has like twenty of these. They're called primarchs, and they get sent across the galaxy by like the forces of chaos or whatever. Uh-huh. And he has to find them one by one, but it's like I mean, how hard is it to find like a twelve foot tall like you know it's not that many people that are twelve feet tall like okay, they're mountains of men yeah so he huge. is in scale with the space he, marine that's yeah, what I was gonna he, ask they're fucking Holy massive shit. like okay. 
Yeah, they say like they say like like the size that you are compared to a space marine. Like the difference is like the difference between a space marine Them and a Primark. And a... Yeah. Oh shit. So you know what I just determined? What's that? You guys are a bunch of dorks. <laughs> okay, well, I was about you to say. Just I know... <laughs> you just determined that? You just found this out? <laughs> yeah, I literally know nothing about 40k. Uh, Rainer tried to explain it to me one time, and we were driving for like an hour, and I was like, I don't remember anything you just said. Like, <laughs> the fucking lore is. Immense. There's like whole religions and languages and sects. Fuck, and Does anybody work? It's fucking insane. Um, but like, I'm obsessed with watching Forehammer shit on YouTube. Uh-huh. Like people making miniatures or taking oh, the McFarlane yeah. figures and and transforming them into like something they're mm-hmm. not. And yeah. So like, seeing this is like, like this is what I watch when I'm bored. You know. So this is fucking cool. And and now this okay so the space marine next to him is about an inch and a half which is pretty huge if we're being completely honest, right. um, but this yes, is massive. maybe like two Dirty and a half inches even. so like those little gems there's like forty of them like painting each one with three colors and then a gloss coat on each little baby gem took forever. Yeah. But I would think you it ever make really content good. out of that, Zach? Because I I want to interested. so bad. And in fact, I I tried to, but I I need to get like almost like another one of these boom arms. Because the tripod that I had, or like a taller tripod, because the phone, I kept hitting it when I was doing the jams. And you got to get real, or I need to get one of those, they sell, it's like a magnifying thing that you wear on your head, and so you could see like the little monocle? things. No, it's like a, a bionicle, <laughs> actually. It's a bonicle. It's two of them. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, yeah, shout out to Mark Pearson. Now, this this was a bitch to print, though. I had like four failures on the body and then I finally got one that worked and I dropped it and I broke the little eagle off. So I had to print another one, but I got it working now. I got the file nice and nice and uh, steady. So I could basically print these all day. Now, are you like, where are you getting the files from? Is there somebody uh, that just like, are so you paying this for one, them or this one? I, I don't want to say, cause I think this guy said like the company's already tried to shut him down a few times. Mm. But there's websites that you can go to where you it's like a it's like a file marketplace. Yeah. And he has to title them differently. So when I had searched, I was like, dang, I can't find like everyone's telling me that this model exists, but all the links are dead because the guy's account kept getting mm-hmm. shut down. So I put up a post in one of the 40k printing groups that Ian sent me in, and uh, like no one wrote back. And finally, like out of nowhere, this guy's like, hey, bro, like this is where you get the file. Five bucks for the file, a dollar fifty for the print. Um, and, uh, it's really cool. Cause this guy's file actually had a, an option for a bust, hmm. Like it's like actually like much bigger scale. So I think I'm going to print that, uh, print that next, but yeah, little to no cleanup, just ripping the supports off with hot water and, uh, and a prime. So what, um, uh, from beginning of print to finished product, how much time do you think you put into it? So the print itself, um, you, I had to print it on two build plates because the base is quite large. So three hours for everything on the figure. So both heads, so the head, the helmet, both arms, the shoulder pads, the backpack, and the body, and then the sword and the two hands are one part. So that's like six, seven parts. And then the base is another print, which in theory, if I had a bigger printer, could all be done in three hours. And then painting, it's actually really easy. It's a gold spray paint that I really like. It's a paint and primer on one. And then a, a wash which is like you just slap the paint on. And then the head, it took me maybe like an hour to paint because I took quite a bit of time on that. And then just the gems took a few hours. Um, he doesn't. He's not very complicated paint-wise. It's mostly just all gold. Um, 
even the cape, the details are so sharp on there. You could just run your brush along it, and it mm. takes like no skill to be honest. I was dreading it all day, and then it literally took like a minute to do. Um, but yeah, it's it's wow. a crazy print, and actually, Dean and I, it's for your birthday, I think, or Christmas, or both. Um, oh, he he, um, <clears throat> it's a model kit, I guess, that you purchased. You gonna go into that? Um, it's not technically a model kit; it's just like a little statue, but it comes in pieces that. Yeah, I guess you could call it a model, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's about six. The, the statue is nine inches tall, but the character in the statue is about six inches tall. So nice. It's from Elden nice. Ring. So we're going to so film some we're gonna, content. Yeah, we're going to paint that. Mark is helping us get some really fancy. It's called Speed Paints. And they uh, it's kind of like a one coat, and it gives you like the the color the shadows and the highlights with one coat and then it dries and you have like a pretty good base to start like working from. So I think there's a paint in that line that would work really well for that character. So I'll have to show you uh, off here, but anyways, I I've literally not been buying toys since I've been 3d printing. I've just been buying models and files and Dude, it's, it's so uh, cheap too. It's re- so fucking cheap. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause resin, I mean, resin's kind of expensive, but how many miniatures you could get out of it? Yeah, it's insane. Like, and like I think you said, this a buck, whole... a buck maybe in resin. Like, yeah, come on. This whole model with the supports, I think sixty grams and a thousand grams is like twenty five dollars. So it's oh, pretty, so uh, not bad at all. When uh, it's in the printer, can you see it layering, like building, or like yeah. I know it takes a long time, but like, kind of, can you see it or not necessarily? Um, because it it has like a little plate that gets layered into level or that gets dunked into liquid and at the very bottom of that liquid is a LCD screen. So once it gets tall enough to take the, uh, where you can actually see like what you've printed so far, like the first steps, mm-hmm. but you're not actually seeing the layers being created. Cause that's at the bottom of the vat. So oh, okay. like the printers that, uh, Adina has both of these printers in his house, but the ones that are the filament, you can actually see it. Yeah, being, layer by layer. Yeah, created. that would be cool to see on like a sped up video. You know what I mean? Something that like it would 50 be really cool. The, like just to see it boom like that. Which cool. is interesting. I wonder if anyone's done that because there are translucent resins. Maybe like a GoPro in there. That'd be pretty cool, actually. Be really cool. You have to have a yeah. big and, printer though to. And even that. your painting process, no voice, just some music, and it's sped up slightly to see it like yeah, like time lapse or something That'd like be pretty that. Cool. Or... Yeah, exactly. I do. I do really like this model, and it was so easy to paint that I am considering because I printed. I literally have a second copy of this printed. I could do that. I, I feel like I it'd be really satisfying to watch. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> to see it come together. Like Zach that, loves that. the sound of his own voice, bro. That yeah. shit. No, the, my favorite dreams yeah, yeah, are the ones where I don't have to talk. <laughs> rock and beat, rock and beat. See it come together. Love it. Are you kidding me? Oh man. Um, this is what I don't love to see though. Uh, Hot Toys Zack Snyder's Justice League one six scale Batman tactical bat suit version. That's a mouthful. Uh, three hundred dollars. Q4 2023 to Q1 2024. Um, yeah. I think this um, faceplate is really bad. I don't really have that many problems with the figure, to be honest, but my goodness, this faceplate uh, is just bad. Um, I've I've seen a lot of people excited about this. I've seen some people that were you know, a bit less excited about it. I've seen several of the tactical suit Batmans for sale this week, which I always think is super funny that when that happens, 
Um, not the worst price, not the greatest figure. It also seems kind of late. Like we've already had the figure release for a while. We've already had the film uh, re-released for a while. Um, I don't know. It, it just seems like kind of out there, and I I don't love it. I don't hate it. Just seems odd that we're just continuing this trend of like remakes and reissues. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, John Dean? Anybody? That's all it is: is re- remakes and reissues and the same old crapola over and over again. This is for me wasn't needed. That faceplate with the grin, jeez Louise! And look at his elbow. That material is gonna last you two days like that. Yeah. See that well, arm bend there. We've seen John a lot of issues. Not the oh. same figure, but with the uh, BVS Batman. I've seen entire figures that have flaked off that whole outer covering of the bodysuit. So, yeah, this is um, definitely something you got to watch out for. I just don't see enough improvement to warrant this figure coming out. John, I know this one does come with different accessories than the previous release. It's still not enough, though, to justify, right? Yeah, no. Not at all. The suit, I don't see enough improvement. Look at that issue with the with the arm there, and the faceplate. The faceplate's horrendous. Also, the cowl turns with the whole fucking neck. And the photo on the left, it's all misaligned with the chest piece. I thought that was the whole point of. Didn't he fix that? The upgrade of the suit, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought. He did. I think you're thinking of the Christian Bale Batman, your favorite Batman, but. But I think in this one, too, you're, you're kind of seeing the evolution of it. Oh. Uh, but I, I will say... Oh, go ahead, Dean. I think you're going to say something else. Oh, I just... I think it looks bad. Yeah, I've been racking my brain trying to make sense of, of why this release, because in my mind, this is the fourth weakest suit of the Ben Affleck Batman. And so really, like, you know, folks, folks were saying it was going for decent money on the aftermarket. I don't think enough to necessarily justify... Not even a 2.0. It really is a straight reissue with some different accessories that came with the other version of uh, the Justice League Batman. But I will give credit to Denobi, who's the only person that I've seen with like a really credible reason besides like fundraising for Hot Toys. And you know he was talking about the butt on this Batman and how the material is just really weak when you try to bend him to sit. But that they had teased the Justice League mobile, or excuse me, the the Batmobile from that film. And so if for whatever reason we actually do get the Batmobile, that's the only rationale I could see for them reissuing this. But beyond that, it makes no sense whatsoever. And this, yeah, this is just like a random release when we should be getting much more inspired stuff. Like go back to the most recent Batman film and just give us anyone that's not Batman or a Bat Cycle or a Bat Signal from that movie. Come on. They got so much, uh, so many licenses and inspiration to draw from here. To Marco's point, uh, just quickly, uh, Jazz Inc. Dioramas also this week. I don't have it on the show sheet. I didn't really plan to talk about it too much, but you make a great a great point there. They're re-release or remaking 2.0ing their Justice League Batmobile, and I'm wondering if that's maybe why this is mm-hmm. coming out. Also, um, it just seems odd that in the same week we got two kind of out of nowhere things, and one of them is a Batmobile, and one of them is a Batman that can sit better than supposedly it did before. So I think that's trying to grab at some sort of positivity that isn't there. That's what I do, baby. <laughs> well, it's the, the only way that it would make and, sense, and, though, John. Right? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, man. 
I'm sorry. Uh, well, I mean, you, think Hot Toys, you think Hot Toys is going to license both Batmobiles at the same time? No, I'm not Which talking, wouldn't no, no, I'm not talking about did. that. I'm talking about uh, 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 Marco's comment in regards to Denobi. Denobi reaching out. Oh, I see. I see. Making his comment. That's just trying to reach out and find some sort of positivity over a figure that should have n- should never be hitting the market again. So, so yeah. roll with me on this one. So I was in bed the other night looking up okay. figures with your fiance <laughs> for once <laughs> finally we're shot and <laughs> thank god you know, it's been a while <laughs> this guy pops up in the feed right and i'm like okay the faceplate reminds me of the college humor batman some of those Jesus. funny batman skits i swear to goodness i immediately started watching laughed my ass off for about an hour the one thing that I took away from this Batman release was that they chose the wrong Batman to bring out at this time. I only say that because we saw the Keaton Batman previewed not too long ago, and we've heard nothing about that suit since. And it was Batman Day this previous week, right? So they're hyping up, clearly getting some some love for Batman and everything. And it is very rare that I'll look at a Batman figure and kind of like not be happy to see it. But this one was one that I just was like, I thought it was kind of funny looking. Uh, it's not my Batman. So for those of you who it is their Batman, fair enough. This isn't my Batman. So like for me, I won't have this in my collection. But like, I'm really hoping to still see that Keaton suit, even though John really doesn't like that one either. But I'm cool with it. I- I'm willing to place that right here <laughs> when, I- when it arrives. <laughs> At least they can do the Keaton suit with the whole bat computer diorama or the bat cave, right? So they could give us something different with that opposed to this, which is nothing original whatsoever. Well, Marco, I believe we talked about it on your channel. Like, I just want to see other characters from Batman, like Ivy and Riddler and Two-Face from, from the old 90s movies. Like, there why are go. we not seeing any of those characters? Now, they did... I guess we are getting... Uh, Batman and Robin. So it's like, okay, what about Batgirl from that movie? And like like I just said, the Ivy, the Bane. The, wh- why aren't you making new shit that people adore? People really love those movies. I don't get it, but it's whatever, right? Like, But at least you've never done it before. This is just the same shit thrown out again like i don't get it i really i just don't get it and we do talk about hot toys like projecting strength or not projecting strength right if they were doing new stuff to get us excited you know investing r&d into new figures instead of recycling stuff um we could have some confidence in them moving forward but right now it's just feeling like their resources are strained they need to get some something out to get some um deposit money in hand and if that isn't the case it definitely appears to be the case so they're not projecting a whole lot of strength well and it's not even coming out till q3 of 2023 and uh, to uh, q1 of 2024 like at least if you're going to put this out there like have it to us in the next couple months here right like if we've seen this guy before like why isn't that possible why would you have to wait that long for this can i ask a quick question sorry to cut you off chris oh sorry chris go ahead no i I mean i would just reiterate what everybody else is saying uh i don't i don't get it i don't you know whether it's batman week or whatever it just doesn't make sense to me um I mean, I, I think aesthetically, I think the suit looks, you know, cool or whatever, but, and I, I like Ben Affleck. Um, I like his version of Batman and Bruce Wayne, but like I saw this and I just, yeah, I was just scratching my head. Um, you know, it's too bad we can't get some of those other characters. Um, 
you know, re reissue or do a 2.0 of maybe a, maybe a more desirable Batman figure and include a villain or a, you know, a companion piece to make it make more sense. Like we don't need this figure. And to Ben's point, like by 20, you know, the end of 2023, beginning of 2024, like is Affleck even going to still be Batman or we'll is probably see the next, gonna be, we'll like, probably have the next Affleck suit. Cause I think he re up for the role. But yeah. We'll probably have the did, next yeah. suit by the time so, this drops, which is wild. I don't know. And let me, let me read Riley's comment here. Thank Hate you, this God. announcement that said, dumped mine a day ago to pick this up is what it is in this game. Nowadays, got to accept it uh, to appropriate a, Another CW phrase, like I often do, you hate to see it, Riley. You really do. Wow. Bob Dylan says, Jazz Inc., that's a 3.0. Sorry, John. Uh, Nicolio, Zaxxon Olympic level mental gymnast and Cuervo. Ben in bed needs to be a sticker. Does he ever get out of bed? Sorry about that. This is is the, um, what we deserve to see out of Hot Toys with the competition that's coming out? No. No. I think, like Marco said, I think they have lines that don't have companion piece figures. A lot of their lines, you might get one hero in an ensemble cast. Um, even even if you just look at the figure that's coming out here soon, Echo, uh, we've seen, uh, I believe, the entire Bad Batch, and I don't think, I think maybe only half of them are out for pre-order. And so I think they need to be completing ensembles that they've shown that they haven't put up for pre-order. I think they definitely need to be releasing more because we're at the point where we're getting one, two, three figures a week, maybe announcement every other or release rather every other week. It's not sustainable. Um, not sustainable. The the workload's getting too high. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I, John, I don't think this is projecting anything positive for me. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, Premium Toys, the hero, one hundred eighty nine dollars. Comes with five sculpts. The cutoff is September 22nd. This is a Q4 2022 release. The way that they worded it on this uh, figure seemed a bit odd. It's like you buy the head sculpts and then you get the body and the suit and the hands for free. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rumors that this is Toys Era. Again, those are rumors. Take those with a big grain of salt. Uh, the porches look pretty good, though. Um, all the heads have voice activated light up functions, which I think is neat. Um, and I think these portraits, I don't have pictures of all of them, but I think they're the most expressive and uh, the most uh, accurate, I think. It's going to be interesting, though. If this is not Toys there and this is some random company coming out of nowhere with this set, um, I, I don't know how confident I would feel on that, but it's good that there's options. This would be, I want to say, the second or third third-party option, and then we have that really terrible licensed option. And I think competition's good. I think having the pick of the litter is not bad. And, uh, you know, at the price point of 189 it's, uh, you know, it's pretty good. I like it a lot. 189 for everything? That's what they said on God the internet. God damn. Um, and how much is the Star Ace version? Is it like 280 or something oh ridiculous? Oh, my gosh. Like, with the diorama, it's like a lot. I don't remember how much, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, let me definitely over quick. 280. Crazy. Fucking that. La- what was that? Starlight was like three, 
three something. Yeah, it's two eighty for the standard. The deluxe edition's two ninety seven. So I know the deluxe time. Starlight was pushing like almost four. It was like three. Yeah, that's insane. Almost three seventy, three eighty. It's so bad. It's like I don't want to talk about it again. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, that's a. It's cool, but again, it's like okay. Well, these are just prototypes, and those always look good. So, I, especially since I don't know who the fuck this is, I definitely wouldn't spend that kind of money this early. If that makes sense. I guess the weird thing you, is, you only have. Take the risk two more days to pre-order it supposedly yeah, but that's what i meant like if you want to take the risk like i guess but i wouldn't yeah i don't hate mm-hmm. i don't love it i don't hate it i am intrigued though uh this was intriguing for you dean the bring arts final fantasy 7 tifa and Aerith 129 releasing april 2024 yeah um what are what do we got going on here is this like these look like they're based off of the um the original or is this the yeah remake? these are based off the original final fantasy 7 game for the ps1 um bring arts is a 112th line we talked about cloud a few weeks ago and then they came out with Aerith and tifa so yeah these are cool they originally were slated for april next year and then they pushed it to april 2024 i got the email today uh and then the cloud was also pushed back he was December this year, and he got pushed to December next year. So, um, a little disappointing, but these figures are. Uh, I've had Bring Arts before; they're pretty good, and uh, I've never had uh, twelve scale Final Fantasy seven figures. So this is super awesome. I'm super glad they're doing this. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Tremble Dust asked Bring Arts of Square's in-house company. Yeah, so they have Bring Arts and Play Arts um, Kai. So uh, Play Arts Kai is a different scale. I believe it's, I, th- I want to say it's 110 scale, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, so these are these will be super cool. Tifa and Eris, babes, amazing. First probably loves in my life, so easy, wow. easy pickup. There's also the um, Player Sky Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, Zack Fair. This one's 155, releasing January 2023, and you have here that it's a Square Enix store exclusive. Yeah, so you can only get this on Square Enix. Um, yeah, so it's Zack Fair from Crisis Core uh, early on in the game. Um, later, he looks a little different, and he has a bigger sword, so... Um, yeah, this is cool. Uh, if you want, if you like Zach and want to get a, this version of it, I actually personally don't like Zach, but I try and get every figure from Vonsi 7 I can. So, <laughs> I'm the first time I've heard that. I doesn't look anything like that. Zach to me. But. Do any of us like Zach? I mean, <laughs> oh, no, how dare on, you not? I, I honestly didn't even think of that. I'm, I'm clipping that as an audio clip. That will like be an that. audio clip. I don't that's like Zach yeah, Fair. Zach is someone, honestly... Someone in the chat clipped that for me, sent it to me. I need to rip the audio of that, please. <laughs> Zach, honestly, a dingus, bro. Like, he's such a goofball. Like, he's honestly kind of annoying, so... I'm not the Which biggest... Zach are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, the character's not great either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the character. Oh, no, the character's fucking amazing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Wow. How uh, yeah, so... Yeah, if you're looking for uh, a Zach... Because the original one that came out for Crisis Core... The original game, because Crisis Core Reunion is a fucking remake. Um, the original Crisis Core Zack is like a $500 figure. So if you need a Zack in your collection, this is this is it. So 
um, or Playhouse Kai version anyway. Game Toys came out with their own, but yeah, so yeah, I kind of want to pick one up. Still not sure. Actually, I want to pick up two, but I might not. There's Warhammer news that I really want to share, but I saw Do John's it, eyes man. roll. Your, it's, it's I saw John's show. eyes roll earlier. Well, I'll. It's your show. I'll Didn't put, you say it's your show? Hello. Yeah, but I I don't want to bore people this too much. It's my show. I do what the hell I want on my show. Here we I don't go. have the clips. So Think of the viewers, go. though. Don't. This is my show. I do what the hell I want on my show. It's not, yeah, about, gonna... it's not about me. It's the viewers, right? Here, chat. If you want to hear Warhammer news, comment quickly. Please say um, no. <laughs> Nicole <laughs> the Great. I'll wait for the Anart Oxfather. Hell yeah, dude. I'll come with two staffs. Um, let's uh, let's move on. We'll, we'll circle back to Warhammer if we need to. Uh, this was... Um, a release um remind me marco this is three zero storm storm collectibles. St- storm collectibles thank you uh by reddit user uh adapting chaos and this is the scorpion sub-zero release what are they doing here warhammer okay we'll, we'll circle back this is um really exciting stuff because uh, i think that their one twelfth scale stuff is really neat to finally see this in hand was really great. And I think, Marco, you had a little snippet of this Reddit user's review, and there was some really encouraging things there for the people that didn't like the the joints there on the um, on the figure. So do you want to go ahead and quote that review? And, again, Absolutely. shout out to Adapting Chaos from Reddit for these photos because no one has posted anything in hand of, of Sub-Zero yet, but we do have some in hand of Scorpion, but they did both release. Yeah, so, so this is kind of a wild uh, release because it's just kind of under the radar. This this personally with the Sub-Zero are some of my most anticipated 1-6 figures this year. I think on CW we were talking about Mortal Kombat figures and then like a week or two afterwards they announced these. So really excited to, to eventually get these. Um, so what the uh, what the Reddit user said, Adapting Chaos, said it's a bit shorter than your average 1-6 figure. So uh, take that, I guess, for what it is. Um, so yeah, a little bit shorter, but the armbands and the uh, gauntlets actually do come off. So a body swap would actually be very possible on this, which is encouraging because I'm one who didn't really love the joints. I think I'm going to, you know, mess with it at first to see if I can get some poses that kind of hide them. Um, but that, that'd be really cool to see the body swaps and the modifications that folks do with this. Um, cause that could, you know, take the figure to the next level, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the, the hands were kind of a pain to remove was the other highlight that they had. So, um, yeah, the, you know, the hand issue I get, it's such a basic thing when it comes to a figure technology, you know, the same thing happened with the Soso Toys Gambit. I actually broke one of the pegs who so everyone was saying, be careful, be careful. And I broke it. So and now I'm a bit more leery about when people say it is tough, it could be actually difficult. Um, those are really the highlights that I saw, but yeah, overall it looks really, really cool and excited to see more about this one and the Sub-Zero. Fantastic. You Let's peg the way Dylan says bag. <laughs> oh no, bag did I? You said pig. Bag and bag. Pig. pig. <laughs> oh, what's, yeah. the, the what's the price point on, on those? They are two fifty each. Yeah. That's good. I think that's good. I these remind me of like Sega Genesis days back in the day playing uh, Mortal Kombat one and two, like religiously. And I know like it's not exactly the suit, but like it's close in the coloration. I love it. I think that's gonna be a sweet collectible buddy. I think it's like definitely inspired by that original look though, right, Ben? So it's like close enough like you're saying. Hundred percent. So this is a little bit of Warhammer news. So every three years Warhammer releases a new edition. It's like to update the rules, kind of rebalance things a little bit. And there's a company called Joy Toy that makes 1 18th scale Warhammer figures. So they have 
all kinds of different characters, units, soldiers, whatever. But every single thing that they've released, the entire catalog is based off of released models. So they take the STL files, they scale them up and they add articulation and, and like, you know, so every, every, every model that they have for sale, you can buy the model in game. And these are really interesting. These blood angels veterans, because the armor on this is not been seen yet in the, the game. Right. And so a lot of people are thinking that because this is right around the release date for the new edition and because the rumored, um, armies that come in the new box set for the new edition would have been blood angels and orcs that this is the first look that we're getting at the 10th edition blood angels armor sets and some of the different uh things that will be on the sprues so uh, i just thought that was interesting because a lot of the um warhammer youtubers were like really excited about this uh because again every single thing this company's released has been directly related to a model and they this particular army hasn't seen these sculpts at all so everyone's excited 10th edition may be around the corner and new models new rules are always exciting so uh just quickly thanks chat for entertaining me there um let's get back to the show with our sponsor see i was on mute my apologies we want to thank uh one six corner their mission is to provide the best figures and collectibles to their customers they offer great prices, great packaging, fast shipping, and best in the business customer service. CW listeners get 10% off in stock figures while our show is live using code capital C, capital W10. Choose your figures, pay safely with P- PayPal, and you leave the rest to them. We have uh, some discussion points brought to you by the Ben Thomas Show. Ben's the discussion guy. Whenever I need something on Tuesdays, he's usually got some good stuff up his sleeve. Uh, so we have four discussion points. We'll kind of uh, go through these. we got a little bit of time, so let's settle in and have some discussion. Uh, with Game of Thrones, uh, I think midway through the season, it's very relevant that uh, we ask this question. What does Inart need to do to unseat the Hot Toys throne, whether that be materials, licenses, speed, communication? I think their communication is excellent. I think... I think that they're communicating with us more so than any other company that I I can think of. Maybe the only company that that this isn't within our wheelhouse for CW proper, but Toddy Mac, Daddy Todd does a ton of communication with the collectors and that's kind of the level of collection discussion that I'm getting, maybe a bit more cuz they're actually going on streams uh for Enart, but I think I think with that communication, they also have to show that they're willing to make those changes. And and we've seen with the Gandalf, they were in some areas, but I think they need to continue to do that going forward. I think staying on time with uh, pre-orders and releases is going to be very important. Hot Toys is obviously struggling there right now. I think there's a lot of ground that could be made up there. Uh, And licenses. I think the thing that hurts them the most right now is a lot of their stuff is not licensed for the worldwide audience. We're having to go through certain distributors uh, to get figures that we like. And I think that is um, very, very limiting to their market. I think if their figures were something that we could pick up on uh, Big Bad Toy Store, which kind of dips into our second question a bit. But if they had a, a better distribution channel for more licenses, I think it would be interesting to see what, what, what could happen there. What do you think, Dean? Yeah, I think... I think to 
to topple Hot Toys off the, you know, Iron Throne is pretty much, I mean, because you make a good point about getting different avenues to buy the figure, but really, if you want it, you'll fucking find a way. So I think the really only thing that they can do is get more licenses, start making a lot more product. Because, like, right now, for me, it's, like, DC and Lord of the Rings. It's, like, I don't want any of those. Well, I want Lord of the Rings, but, like, so half your mar- half of your products I- I'm not interested in. Personally, I get that there's a lot of DC fans out there. Um, but, bro, if they announced a fucking, like, Luke Skywalker or something, I'd be fucking all over that, like, fucking stink on shit. You know what I mean? Like, um, so that's kind of where I'm sitting at with that, but. I love the points you brought up. For me, I think the only thing that Inart's lacking is the licenses. Um, but at the same time, I think what Inart's doing now, business-wise, has already dethroned Hot Toys. But I don't ever, I don't think Hot Toys wow. will be dethroned. And the reason why I don't think Hot Toys will be dethroned is because you'll always have that fan base behind Hot Toys. The amount of figures they're producing a year. And again, it's it's the licenses. The licenses, the, they're working with Disney. They're getting all the Star Wars licenses. Before Inart can even think of that, that's going to take a lot of time. Uh, before they luckily, Inart already has those licenses with statues, right? So that's they kind of got a leg up on others. Yeah, but with statue, well, but we can't compare statues to Hot Toys, right? We can't, right? That, with that licensing, we're not... I'm talking about specifically Inart with the figures. Um, they, for me, like I said, business-wise, communication-wise with the community, the way they're acting in the community, they've already surpassed Hot Toys in my eyes. But when it comes to figures, I think Hot Toys is still going to always remain in the game unless they give up because there's always going to be people buying. So I think if Inart gets like the Disney license, for example, and they're able to produce Marvel and they're able to produce Star Wars, I think that that is a way worse double-edged sword than we may even realize. Think about how many collectors like us have spent thousands of dollars on our collections behind us and how pissed John gets every time Hot Toys does another release of the same figure we've already seen because it devalues the collection behind you. How badly is it going to devalue the collection behind us if Inart starts producing all of the same figures that we've already gotten from both our loved Star Wars franchises as well as Marvel? While I think that they could probably, at this point, at least based on prototypes, because obviously we haven't had anything physically in hand yet, I think based on prototype, they have the ability to, to dethrone Hot Toys for their quality and the likeness to the characters but, like, do I even want them to get some of those licenses? I think that they could still do a really good job at the same level, if not higher, if they're able to find licenses that we've all been wanting, you know, to see that haven't necessarily come to fruition. The only challenge there is because they're a smaller company, if they don't rely on what's most popular right now to build their bank account so they can grow and do some of those random options, uh, we may never see that happen or unfold. So as I said, it's a bit of a double-edged sword there because I'm not sure that I want figures out in the market that are better than the ones behind me. Because then, then what do you do? But you back up the, you, you back up Hot Toys reissues though. 
It's the same thing. But I so but again, Inart is a new company. I would rather see them do new figures, not reissues of the same. No, I know. I don't. Whole, li- I don't like reissues from Hot Toys because. But I also recognize that there are new collectors in the in the market now that want those figures and couldn't get them before. They were just too young or whatever. But that's the same thing with Inart. There'll always be new collectors coming in, wanting it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just now we're looking at it's going to affect you. Reissues affected me. Now, if Inart oh, yeah. comes in and gets those licenses, it's going to affect you, and you're not going to like it. I've just been preaching from, for, for since I've been on the channel. That's not you're not wrong. I I don't like. I feel like my perception or perspective on reissues has changed slightly, only because I'm I am starting to build a bigger collection, and I do see those collectors out there that have 300 figures, not 18. Like I mean, 18 is like pissing in the wind in comparison, right? Like so. Ah, like I'm, I am starting to feel for those people. If we do see that, at the same time, I also think that if we don't have a company that's challenging the quality of Hot Toys, we're going to continue to get Hot Toys releases that are kind of lackluster and not exciting anybody anymore. Kind of like that Batman seems to be with with a lot of people or others, right? So, what do I think they need to do? I think they need to come out with or find some fresh licenses, something that they can at least sprinkle into their line, something that we've never seen before. Um, but they also need to have a better production schedule, right? They need to be on time when they say they're going to be on time to the best of their ability. Obviously, based on where they are in the world, they're still dealing with some pretty hardcore COVID-19 rules uh, that they have to kind of work around. But even still, as long as they can try and stick to those schedules, um, I think that they will start to dethrone Hot Toys over time. And I think people will be willing to spend a little more to get them in hand. Yeah, I think, I mean, again, great points. I think um, for Inart to, you know, over overtake, you know, Hot Toys, um, I just it's it would take a long time. I think a long time. I just the fact that they would have to make the most popular figures again is just it's a real situation. Like they can't. You know, we see it now. They, you know, they've got the Batman, they've got the Joker, um, Gandalf. You know, these figures that other companies have already made. Um, they may be better. I mean, they're more expensive. Different options, different accessories. Um, you know, we collectors want to see these things in hand before they start. You know, really sinking their money into th- this company in this area. Um, it's unfortunate because. You know, from the prototypes and everything that have come out so far, I think they would kill it at doing all like secondary characters, um, villains, filling in these gaps. Um, they could make their bread and butter being that company. Like, yes, they'll have the one or two main characters, but to do all these characters that Hot Toys doesn't want to touch, I think that could be their niche and. Mm-hmm. You think about all the thousands and thousands of collectors that they want to complete the whole team. You know, they want to, you know, they want to have um, a, a filled out display. I mean, and they and the way Inart is set up, there's all these different levels of these figures. They could do like a base level figure, and then you could just like uh, um, a la carte, like kind of add in all these different accessories you could do a deluxe um whether it and just start doing that with dc 
and Lord of the Rings and just try to build up, not like do another Christian Bale Batman and another, you know, whatever. I just, I think, you know, I wonder what their strategy for their next figure releases are going to be um, as far as the licenses that they currently do have. And yeah, I mean, get some, get some other licenses, start doing, you know, pop culture um, characters that, that haven't been touched in six scale video games, video games, um, just like all these different things that they could do. But I feel like they're just going to do the characters that have already been done or are comfortable. Yeah. Comfortable. Uh, you very rarely see the risks being taken only in these third party companies because they're not paying the licenses and it costs nothing, you know, for them to make these figures. Um, but yeah, it's a, I, I don't know. There's so much potential there, but I don't have the confidence right now that they'll actually take some of those risks in the short term anyway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I completely agree with everything you said there. Um, and I do want them to kind of not unseat Hot Toys, but for the two companies to really coexist with one another. And, and like you're saying, kind of fill in those gaps. It'd be great to have an awesome collection of both Hot Toys and InArt and any other companies that may come or, you know, third party uh, figures. But um, yeah, there's just so much untouched ground, just like with Batman alone. I think we listed a whole bunch of them that they could be doing to differentiate themselves from what Hot Toys doing. So um, yeah, I think... Yeah, I just really do want them to coexist. And I would say the biggest thing for me, the the prototype that I've been most impressed with is that Joker. If they have a final release of that Joker that is as close to that prototype as possible, and they're able to continue to produce figures at that level that just look kind of night and day from anything else that I've personally seen um, in 1.6, then I think that they will gain attention and they will start getting these other licenses and um, it'll all fall into place for them as a company. But yeah, they've really got to deliver on their promise in one figure at a time, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, and John, like I already saw some of that loss in my Joker figure, right? That DX11, that picture I shared of the DX11 next to the, the Queen like, I'm still supporting Queen. I've got that Joker 2-pack coming, and now I'm like, what am I going to do with three Jokers in my collection? But I still love the DX11. I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. It took me a decade to get them. But still, like, I've seen that value decrease. At one point there before Queen had re- announced theirs, I think it was going for, like, two grand almost uh, over here, like, out west in Canada, which is crazy. Now it's back to, like, 600 bucks. <laughs> it's, it's just devastated at this point, so. Did you but say you- Canada was out west? Just, I'm at Western Canada. Oh, I'm joking. I'm messing around. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. I that. hope they just. I hope they release every figure that Hot Toys is done. <laughs> Takes them out entirely. <laughs> done. It's Let's, just because um, Hot Toys isn't innovating, right? How can you're a Hot Toy collector and their Hot Toys is beating themselves up? So why shouldn't yeah, I feel- why shouldn't Inar come? Why should Inar come in and? Why should Inar come in and be, you know, they are a bit innovative, but why should they take all the risk now when their quality is better and they can sit back and produce the same figures that Hot Toys did at a better quality when Hot Toys isn't even coming out with new characters? Yeah. But they still yeah, at a like, premium price. I feel like Inar but isn't it's a premium product. Hot Toys as much as Hot Toys is beating themselves. Bro, fucking facts. Amen. Holy shit. Bro. Amen. 
Yeah, and, and it it's too early to tell, like you guys said, like until I think Q3 of this year is going to be fucking critical for Inart. Is that when that Joker's going? I, I believe I so. Hope John just said on, on Will's stream that he was on, uh, I think on Sunday, he said October is when they will have kind of the first prototypes ready. Obviously, they're taking it to oh, Vegas, sure. but okay, I think that they'll have them in people's hands here pretty soon. So, yeah. I hope not. Yeah, but I well, think that he said the one in Vegas is actually going to be a production unit, not a not the prototype. That's so right. So what you then, see yeah. in Vegas should be what you actually get in hand, which will be the actual exciting to look for. Send me one, John. Uh, and I will say, down. sorry, oh, sorry, ahead. Zach, to, for a sports analogy here, really quick. Like Hot Toys feels like they are playing not to lose instead of playing to win, right? Like they're yeah. like you look there at the Buffalo go. Bills last night. They ran up the score. They just crushed their opponent. weren't even thinking about the other team. They just kind of did their own thing. My Oakland Raiders, on the other hand, kind of played conservatively, lost because they had a huge lead, but they kind of you know played not to lose. So I want to see Hot Toys yeah. just kind of have that killer instinct and wow us. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the figures that have really shines are so few and far between that it's like i mean can we get more of this please like the wolverine with the real leather that was what came to mind too yeah amazing like (laughs) uh, that is cool that gets me excited that's not even a character i particularly collect and i was like god damn that's fucking cool like where is all that why are we getting batman again like Buddy, uh, we've something. had our last four episodes have been re-releases. Yeah, it's every figure has been a re-release. Every, there hasn't been one new figure yet. It's always yeah, been. Yeah. It's, it's been boring. It's, it's been. I feel like every week I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear what John says. I'm, I'm done like, already. Like damn. you can see, yeah, the, the, like, it's, I'm dude, There's nothing else to say. <laughs> Why do you I'm, honestly looking, I'm honestly looking at my collection and I'm like, damn, if I take like some figures out. Bro. I could get some more Warhammer stuff in this case. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm so fucking ready. Soon it's just going to be me and Marco that show up on Tuesday nights. Oh, hey, guys, okay. what's going on? You know what? Oh, gosh. Cool. To two viewers. Um, I will say, if I said Oakland Raiders, I meant Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry about that. Yeah, Ooh, I forgot they uh, Quickly, let's go down the line just briefly, just so we don't run too long. If, if you could p- choose an official distributor for in-art products in North America, who should get it? I'm going to say Big Bad Toy Store. I think there are some stores that do distribution in North America through Big Bad Toy Store. I think they're a huge company. I think they have excellent customer service. I think um, they pack and ship fairly well. A little long on the shipping uh, and handling times, but Bro. I also think they have some really neat policies in place the bag of or, uh, box of loot rather uh, i think is a really interesting concept that you can stack up a bunch of shit and ship it for four dollars um i think i think there would be some really cool potential and even um like i said there are some companies that do choose them for for distribution so um that's who i would choose uh, i personally wouldn't want it to go to sideshow but i'm curious uh, just briefly anyone have any other uh distributors in mind Bro, you fucking nailed it. Four dollars shipping? Yes. I mean, they charge a little bit more on the top end, but like, you're paying. Who gives yeah, a if, shit? Like if you you're said, like when you someone have like a pile of loot, fucking ship it all for four bucks. Like, I, so I, I have a really far fetched one here, but because they're producing a Lord of the Rings show, I'm just thinking, Walmart? what about Amazon? Like, it'd be dope Ooh, to have figures from Amazon. Cool. They've got That's all the distribution. Mm-hmm. They could pass the savings on to us. I I. I don't being in Canada. I don't mind sideshow, and I know sideshow, but customer service wise, I've gone through returns with them. 
the the peace of mind of, hey, something's wrong. I'll call them. They'll take care of it on the spot. The rewards program. I'm not here to kiss sideshows behind. But for me in Canada with my experience, uh, I would go. I would have to say sideshow. I know that's not a favorite. Topic. Is sideshow even possible? Do you guys think? Like, yeah, it's, I mean, gonna, it's gonna happen. Yeah. It, but, I think. But, I think that's the most likely. It'll happen with the global really? uh, for the global. Yeah, uh, because sideshow distributes Shadow. like, um, like they have Batman statues, but they also distribute Prime One statues or. Um, Sideshow's actually worked with Queen already with the bus life size yeah. bus. Yeah, and okay. not only yeah, that, okay. but different uh, like Jurassic Park, they were they were working both sides of the street. They had Prime One and Chronicle at the same time. So yeah, mm-hmm. I could definitely see them. Okay. Uh, double dipping, as they say. I, I like Marco's concept of the Amazon, but the drivers, the way they deliver. Mm-mm. Oh, mm-mm. that's a good call. That's fair. They, no, they that's use fair. a lot of different, di- like a lot of different delivery companies, right? So you don't know what you're going to get, but yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's a scary thought. Uh, I've only had good experiences with Big Bad Toy Store uh, and, and Sideshow, like getting from the States. So for me, those would be my top two choices. I just didn't even think Sideshow was on the table, to be honest. I thought <laughs> double dipping like that would be kind of messed up. It's wow. going to create like an internal war, I think. Like, But I mean, maybe not. Like you said, you made good points. There's They have similar figures in different lines uh, previously. So that's mine for Damn. sure. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, both, both uh, you know, BBTS and, both. and Sideshow make make a lot of sense. Um I like the Amazon route. I do wonder if, you know, that, you know, they would get lost in the shuffle, you know, with such a big company, if they would get the, um, you know, if there's any issues or, and that sort of thing. True, because um, you kind of have a, have to have a collector's mindset to yeah. know, like, oh, this hair is out of place. or <laughs> and, and that's where, you know, BBTS might fall short. They, I've never had a problem um, with BBTS. Uh, granted, if I the the figures that I pre-ordered through there usually take about a month to two months later than most, uh, you know, sideshow, most other retailers. So it is a really long um, additional uh, pre-order uh, time from them. Uh, that's been my experience. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, sideshow like customer service and the fact. You know, every time I've had an issue, they take care of everything. Um, I know some people haven't had the best luck or not the biggest fans, but I mean, they got everything in place already for the collectors. I don't know. Kind of makes the most sense. It's crazy to think, Dajon, that in Canada, there's not really a better option than us just wanting to get from the States. Like, like we're still part of North America. Like, I know, like it. It's crazy yeah. to me that there's it's not, not so a better well, option. Let's open a place. The Queen's on your <laughs> really? money. So I was just I mean, gonna say, let's open a place. Uh, Zach's Wonderland. Uh, I heard they're. Uh, no, no, thanks. Uh, let's open a place. Uh, what's his name again? Fuck. I'm drawing ben? a blank. Ben. Fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? Who me? What? I was gonna say Marco for a reason. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> we should open a place, uh, Ben. It's three You letters. take the Calgary market, and I'll take the Toronto market. People would show up just to watch each other trying to wring shit out at the till. Can you imagine the arguments? Unbelievable. You have to pay for that kind of show. Well, we're not going to be working together. You can, you can meet at Timmy at the good old-fashioned Timmy Hortons and do a group by. I was talking to Julian and the boys and went down to 
John and Ben's and they're buying hot toys and from the kitties. And- oh my god, I would 100% invite the Trailer Park Boys if we had a Canadian store. 100%. Bro, Trevor, I'd buy a they'd probably even show up. Right Those guys are crazy. Trevor makes a great point here. Sideshow itself literally is a hot toys competitor already, so why would they not pick up NR2? Yeah, they're all about that. The Darryl, That's a good baby. point. 100%. Uh, let's let's uh, rapid fire here because we're going to run a little bit long. If you could choose an official. Oof. Do blogger photos matter? Uh, Boba Fett on the throne and now Echo. I've been getting shipping notifications before anything official has come out from Hot Toys. Look, I'm just saying, at some point, we're going to start getting this shit way early before Hong Kong, and we're going to open up Zack Wonderland, and we're going to make buku money. I'm talking dollar, <laughs> You're going to ship it bills. back to them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we get that shit early. <laughs> And I'm charging those motherfuckers like $600 for shipping. Like they yeah, they better us. fucking tip, too. Yeah, it's, it's a day one, bro. It's a day one. I'm charging uh, five times retail, right? It's going to be wild when we get Hong Kong, Hong Kong exclusives first, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. uh, but I'm going to say the blogger pictures do matter a lot. Like this is, this is a pattern that we know that we can kind of get to see it. It's the first piece of data that we have, and then we see kind of the in-hand reviews. And then we can know whether we want to cancel or kind of move some money around without that, just to get a figure from Hot Toys, because they're, they're pretty consistent. But every now and then we will get something that's pretty off. And so just to get the figure in hand and open it, and all of a sudden that, that's when you determine whether it's good or not. That's pretty terrifying. And I get people say, you know, you can ship it back to Sideshow, but that costs you money, right? You don't get to do that for free. So I'm very concerned with this future. Um. <sighs> I personally like blogger pics are always so fucking edited anyway that I don't know. To me, it's like as long as I'm not the first one to get it, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, whether you could be one of these days, though, right? It could already be on your way by the time you see the first pick. You're not wrong, but I'm like, Justin gets it. uh, Yeah, I watch his review, whatever. Or, you know, Ben gets it and he's unhappy and I laugh at him. Like, that's fine with me, as long as I'm not the first one to get it. But even if I was, like, again, like, blogger picks are so doctored that, like, you kind of can't get a real feel for the character or the figure. So, like, to me, they're not super important, TBH. I'm in the same boat as Dean. They're so heavily photoshopped that I would rather watch an unboxing, wait and watch an unboxing. It's not like they're selling out. Who's pre- oh, we, I'm not. I'm not pre-ordering figures anyway. So if they do sell it, John, you well, just get it a few a year after it comes out to get the re- the 2.0. But lately, yeah, some true. of these pre-orders have been selling out before they even get to like release status. So, and that seems to be a new trend lately, where these are like we're seeing low stock on pre-orders before they're even done. So, like, I then if we don't get blogger photos too, then it's like really gambling, right? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't like that. I don't but, like that. But concept. usually, those that are in that sold out or wait list, they go back up, right? So, or I, they've I been up for pre pre order for like over a year. Yeah, I wouldn't put. They're like FOMO. Get it? It's like, almost well, like, now they're writing. So like, guys, their guys, guys, Gilgamesh is gonna is in low stock alert. Like, okay, all seven okay, people are excited Fox. for Gilgamesh. There's, there's no way. <laughs> no, he people was fighting asked, over that figure. I think no, he sold out. That's what they said. There's no way that. Unless they only made like fifteen hundred of them, there's no way that figure's fucking fifty of them. <laughs> yeah. For me, the the blogger folders are good for the show show content. That's pretty much it. Facts. But Facts. I will just say the blogger photos are the canary in the coal mine that it's about to release in Hong Kong. But if the That's distribution true. model has changed, that it's going to release in the states first, 
then you know it's a we'll never be happy right like okay i'm gonna get my figure faster no, I'm never. but i kind of like the rhythm i kind of like the rhythm of let other people get the, the first batches let them sort through any problems i get to see all the f- pictures and then really determine whether i want it or not so i'd be less putting likely a, to take a risk I'd be less likely to take a risk, just like you, Marco. I'm in the yeah. same boat as you, buddy. I feel like we collect very same, very much the same that way. I, I very just wouldn't same. take risk much on similar. figures that, I, yeah, <laughs> that I, that I'm like kind much of on similar. the fence for. You yeah. know what? Guys? Someone else okay. suffer. Come on, <laughs> Dean. Yeah. Did you block me on Facebook after I shared my Darth Maul picture with you? By the way, I think you did. I, was, I blocked I was you on Facebook after last Tuesday. How dare you? <laughs> um, that's weird. This seems obvious. Uh, would you rather have months with no announcements in favor of waiting for releases, or do you like the current model where we seem to get a ton of announcements but long waits for releases? Um, I th- I think that even if Hot Toys has fifty prototypes ready to go, boy, they gotta put that shit on the back burner and fucking show us things that are done because there's too many figures that we've been waiting too long for with no real reason and that list just keeps getting bigger and i i feel like we say this too much but it's just not sustainable it's not sustainable i think i think uh what everyone said is true i think they they may be in some trouble and uh it's not uh not giving me a lot of confidence and uh yeah i, I think the way they're doing it now is just not particularly good uh, the the compiling of pre-orders and new figures and stuff with the minuscule amount of releases is just it's insane like i i mean i've personally kind of i've there's a reason six scavengers has been on the back burner for like a year now i mean fatigue for sure like i just don't think that hot toys is meeting you know the needs of of the collectors in a healthy way like it, i it's it's just the whole format of their you know random releases like no rhyme or reason then you know cable drops like oh i forgot that he was even a figure you know like cuz it's been so long since he was you know put up or you know you get these reissues here and there that kind of don't make sense um but I just, I think, I think they need to like put out a statement and just be like, look, we're going to like hammer out, you know, these figures that you guys have been waiting. You know, they, they sometimes do those pictures of, they did it earlier this year, the picture of the figures yeah, that the upcoming releases, yeah, photos. Yeah. They're, you know, these next 10 figures, you know, expect them in, you know, in the next four months or something like that. I think that needs to be a quarterly thing for them. And I think they need to like stick to it, not, you know, just do it once every three years. Um, I don't know for me, they've got to just get their, you know, butt in gear and like, just get us some, uh, get, really get us some figures. <laughs> but you can say bad words here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You're amongst friends. No swearing. <laughs> Gotta keep it clean. <laughs> like something in between would be fucking nice. Like, stop, sh- especially when it's reissues, right? Like, that are coming out for another fucking year and a half. Why? Like, just release some shit and show us some 
new stuff like every once in a while like why is it like you're it's like every other week it's like a, a new a new announcement it's like okay but i'm not gonna see this for another two years and you still have a ton of shit to come out with like can't we find some middle ground stop announcing new shit because it's just going to be reissues anyway so like slow down the announcements speed up the release and eventually you'll come up to an equilibrium where it's like hey here's a new announcement and it comes out next year it's like okay that's i mean it's not great but it's better than nothing like i don't know it it's getting exhausting you know it's going to be a bummer because yeah we we don't get enough releases and then properties that we really like sometimes the announcements are kind of all over the place there's just no consistency with them right like andor we may really like a bunch of characters in andor coming up and we're going to get like andor and a trooper and i don't know a a reissue of something else they already have we'll get we'll get so many troopers before we even get andor i mean i feel like so many helmeted star wars figures Good luck with the, the head sculpt. Yeah, yep. seriously. <laughs> That's the easy stuff for them to pump out. So it's like, man, they're not giving us what we want. And they're still, you know, dumping all these, you know, easy announcements out there. Well, not that I watch a lot of sports, but I would say it almost like kind of what Letty's saying. Like you almost need like a rebuilding year to say, you know what, this year, sorry, no more announcements. This is going to be the year of releases. Mm-hmm. And then stick to it. Actually get caught up to a point. Because it's it's never a good business decision in any way, shape, or form to let the community think that something is going sideways with your business. Because we're getting to the point where I don't even want to put a money into a pre-order anymore because the low-key pre-order I've had for forever, like, I, I'm actually starting to legitimately question if they'll ever make that mm-hmm. endgame low-key. Like, it's like that's kind of crazy when you think of it like it gets too long and too kicked yes. down the road and too many more piled on and then that's when i start to feel the the fatigue because the thing that i did really want a couple you know years ago uh is starting to get to the point where like my collection is changing behind me i'm gonna have a different mindset for my collection before i even get the thing in my collection to build my collection and it's like then i might as well spend my money elsewhere and if i start spending my money elsewhere suddenly i'm not gonna have that money to put towards hot toys and that will start to hurt their business it seems to be working for xo6 though not at all xo6 does a a preview and then a release within like months it was a joke where you said where you said the company it's not good for to show that a company is going sideways it seems to be working for xo6 (laughs) (laughs) i want a zach here for that fuck i don't agree i i you know what i still think xo6 is doing it the right way they show a figure and they get you the figure. And some then the owner goes on Facebook and has a meltdown. <laughs> he does have several meltdowns if you don't want to see they the inner workings something today of his mind. That made no sense to me. He was like, I, even I can't Chicote? get three figures from my own personal collection. And I'm like, so you only made exactly the amount. Like, what happens if a figure gets lost or damaged or stolen or has a defect? Like, you're telling me you have no extras made that just... Come on. Stolen? Seems like a recipe. I mean, it happens. People get uh, parcels stolen all the time. His bumble yeah. is stolen off this yeah, front porch. Yeah, but we're talking. Well, up there front porch. Well, you guys still living in the wrong house, but still. Yeah, I Anyways. don't know. Either way, I think I think that's what they'll they'll need to do, or they're they're just going to erode the confidence and the trust of the community, which I don't think is good. I mean, I'll I'll just uh, I'll have a, a trading card analogy. So PSA, the trading card um, grading company, um, 
they were when the pandemic uh hit and like the trading card uh market and hobby just like got a huge boom there was tons like millions and millions of cards being submitted to get graded and psa was like we have so many cards to get graded we cannot take in any more like we need to get through our backlog and the only option that you have is to like pay a stupid amount of money to get like really expensive cards graded but like it took them the better part of a year to get through that backlog and now they're back in the swing of things and it's like you know it was the best thing that they could do for their company. Like, and it kind of made a lot of collectors mad, but now everybody's back, you know, they can send their stuff in and they have lower, they opened up their lower levels for grading. It made a lot of sense to do something like that. Like Ben was saying, like just take a break and maybe only do like the con exclusives um, or, you know, a few exclusives here and there, something like that throughout the year. I mean, I doubt that Hot Toys would ever do something like that, but I mean, it would kind of make sense. And then cut down on their lead times. I canceled so many pre-orders this um, over the course of this year because these figures that I pre-ordered two years ago, yeah, I changed my collecting strategy. I purged 80% of my Hot Toys collection. You know, it's like in two years, your whole entire collecting strategy could change. Yeah. So, and it's fucking crazy. Talking. You're waiting two years for a figure that you. I know. My uh, Harley Quinns, legit two years. My Ahsoka, two years. I mean, like, what the it's hell? Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't feature comments, but Trembledust said here in the chat, I don't think their business model would sustain without announcing and getting pre-orders at Hot Toys. And I kind of agree with that, except for the fact that isn't that showing that, like, eventually it's going to start crumbling out from yeah. underneath of them? <laughs> Close the doors. Right? Like, so, like, they if they don't have a catch-up year, they, like, there's no way that people pulling out of their orders slowly over time because they get just bored or change their collection or whatever, don't have their money anymore, don't lost their job. Like, all of the things to create you to pull out. Gross. Licenses. I feel like it would make the make the... Make it crumble, honestly. Licensors need to start pulling the license. That's it. Hmm. They need there Pull needs it. to be some accountability. Hundred percent. Hundred. Yeah, and to, to my point earlier, though, it's fine if okay they want to keep announcing a lot of figures, right, to get those deposits and flowing in. But we don't have time for the Batman Justice League second worst suit in the film. We don't have time for that shit. Like we've got to only have mainline characters if you're going to catch up. Like kind of trim all the fat off of this and give us the good stuff and yeah that's only that's the only way they'll ever catch up yeah um let's move on uh ben tell us about this right here yeah so i am a huge nintendo 64 fan and when i was a kid this is probably aging me a little bit um n64 007 goldeneye was one of my favorite games of all time easily my jam with the buddies this is back before like online gaming right and you'd sit in the living room and you know like try to not screen look (laughs) at your brother or your buddy right while you're hunting them with the 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 you know, the silenced, uh, what is it called? The golden gun? Or I don't actually know if the golden gun was silenced. Either way, 
it was a freaking wicked game. Uh, and for any of you guys who play Far Cry 5, uh, Far Cry 5, uh, they have like an arcade mode where uh, creators or like players can go in and create their own world using kind of a world builder. So my buddy and I have been playing uh, like a GoldenEye 007 mod on Far Cry 5. Well, they just announced this coming to the Nintendo Switch, uh, which I think is amazing because all my buddies live back on the East Coast or out in the States or whatever. So for me to play games locally with a friend like this, I have no friends locally, sadly enough. But I would love to play this uh, with anybody sense. who is uh, down to play some GoldenEye because this shit is awesome. Now, I don't know if they're necessarily revamping the graphics on it or if they're really just kind of porting it over and creating an online functionality. Uh, but either way, I'm really excited to see this, especially handheld. If I can bring my Switch out with me and play 007, I'll be all over that shit. So, pretty excited. Very cool. Um, All-time classic game. Definitely uh, definitely excited that it's going to come to online play. And it, I don't know how well the gameplay would have aged to today's standards, but... Bro, that golden gun... Like, dude, it's just legendary. I don't think it was silence. I think it was just naturally like a weird sounding yeah. gun. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's talk about Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, this movie is about a determined team of American and British engineers and designers led by automotive designer Carol Shelby and his British driver Ken Miles, who are dispatched by Henry Ford II. Uh, with the mission of building the Ford GT40, a new racing car with the potential to finally defeat the perennial dominant Italian racing team Scuderia Ferrari at the 1966 24 Hours of Le Mans race in France. Um, this is a pretty good movie, a little bit hard to watch in the States uh, if you don't own it, but um, I really enjoyed Christian Bale's character in the movie. I'm not really that familiar with the Le Mans race, so this was kind of a nice little uh, primer for me. And uh, I think the I think the thing that I enjoyed most about this movie was the sound editing, and I think it actually did uh, win an Oscar for for some of those things. And it's definitely one of those movies that I kind of regret that I don't have like a crazy good sound system at my house because I feel like even with my shitty TV speakers, it sounded really solid. So I feel like you know if I had a proper setup, it'd be pretty neat. Uh, definitely a good movie though. Definitely recommend watching it. And uh, Dean, what did you think about it? Yeah, this movie, I have been meaning to watch this movie, like, literally since it came out. It came out on Amazon Prime, and I, I bought it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this later. Never watched it. Um, Amazing film. First of all, I'm a Ford guy. Um, but really, I'm a car guy. My family, like, I've grown up around cars BMWs, Porsches, Fords, MGs, like you name it, we've owned it. Land Rovers, Toyotas, uh, Tesla. Jaguars, now Tesla, yeah. But like the cars that stay in the fleet are Fords. Like I know I, I walk out to my driveway and I turn the key, that son of a bitch is going to start. Like I, I love Fords. Uh, when I... <laughs> Bought my last one. I I was like, I needed a new vehicle. I was like, it's got to be a Ford. Like, I'm not getting anything else. So to see this movie and the history, you know, Lee Iacocca, Carol Shelby, um, the birth of the GT40. I kind of wish it went more into the the Cobra, but it's okay. Um, dear Lord, this movie was beautiful. 
Um, not a whole lot of CGI too, which I, I was kind of surprised. I think once it got to the Le Mans race, there was more. Um, but you're talking about cars that are virtually priceless. <laughs> um, what a film! Just the history and and like the automotive juggernauts that you see in this movie. They're just like, oh, they're just like in a room together hanging out. It's like almost like mind blowing. Yeah, this movie was fantastic. It was really good. Um, super surprised with Matt Damon. I thought I was gonna be really low. I don't. Not that I don't like him as an actor, but it's like he's he's like one of those guys where it's like I can't see the character. I just see Matt Damon. Doesn't he um, kind of play himself in this with just an accent though? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But Carol Matt Shelby was Damon was such a <laughs> maniac. In fact, uh, he holds up a sign at one point that says um, "Go Go Like Hell," and he named one of his cars that. Um, I want to say it was the Mustang Two, because uh, for a while, oh no 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 he he stopped working with Ford and he started working. I want to say it was Chevy, and it was like this little hatchback thing, and he called it the GLH Dodge. Uh, is it Dodge? Yeah. Okay, the GLH that goes like hell. So I was like, oh shit! Like they fucking put that in the in the movie. That was great. Um, yeah, super cool. I, I loved it. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things. Honestly, I'm uh, I'm personally not a car guy, and the reason why I chose this because I've been meaning to watch it, and I was flipping through the channels on the TV the other like a couple months back, and it was on. And I'm not a car guy, but you get drawn into the movie. I didn't get to finish it, so that's why I chose it. Um, this movie came out in 2019. This is my favorite movie I've watched this year. I absolutely love this movie. Uh, I think Christian Bale and Matt Damon did a phenomenal job. They won the award for the editing. I wish they won something like an Oscar or something. Like This movie was, in my opinion, perfect. You don't have to be a car guy. You, you get drawn. You, the thing I like about this movie is you get drawn into the story. And it's like an emotional roller coaster once you're in there. When he's driving in the rain, bro, at those speeds, it was nuts. I drove a caravan today. I felt like I was driving a Shelby for 10 minutes. Home from work. <laughs> for me, um, yeah, I think Christian Bale, when he was driving, he did a phenomenal job. Uh, what else? To, kind of sad at the end. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. That Bro, sucked, neither dude. was I. I, was I like, wasn't expecting what? that. I was like, what? Um, that was the most disappointing part. Because, you know, he's he, he's worked so hard. He's done such a good job up until that point. And then he's just having some fun. And, and we, we got that result. But it is based on a true story. So, But, uh, yeah, no, if you haven't watched this, please... Take the time to watch it. This is one. This is a must. Much. Uh, Jesus. This is a must watch film. Yeah, as Zach was alluding to, well, not alluding to, he flat out said it, it's a bit harder to watch in the States, but I think it's worth tracking down, right? I, I subscribed to like five streaming services, was on none of them, so I had to turn to more uh, darker methods some may consider unnatural, but it's worth finding a copy and just watching. Um, Only fans. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the P Hub, you know, you'll, you'll find a, a good 480p Only copy Fords. on there. Only Fords, there you go. <laughs> I would say um, 
I'm not a big car guy. My dad is a mechanic. My family are like huge car people into the vintage cars. Um, so this is like one I want to rewatch with him because I know he would really appreciate it. Um, obviously it being a period piece as well, he'd eat, eat it up. So, um, no one plays a dick quite like Christian Bale. Like his character is just so unlikable yet likable at the same time. Absolutely crushes this. It's really cool to see the history, uh, as some of you were saying. Like you're kind of hearing names that you kind of only know about in the legends. Like you're hearing about Ferrari and Iacocca and uh, Shelby. And it's like, okay, to see the pieces kind of all come together. It's like, oh, this is really cool to know the history behind all of this. Um, yeah, I will just say like the driving scenes were incredibly well done. James Mangold, which I didn't realize he had directed this. I don't know that he's done a bad movie that I've seen personally. So I kind of want to track down the rest of uh, films, non-superhero films that he's done and watch them. But yeah, overall, really, really well done. Really good pick. And again, it's worth uh, seeking out somewhere to uh, to watch this. Just something to mention quickly. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. It's about two and a half hour movie. Sorry, Ben. So I'm a, I'm a car guy. Um, I was a mechanic for 13 years. I'm in my second career now. Um, I'm, I'm a Ferrari guy. Got my Ferrari shirt on. That's who I root for, uh, in formula one. This is, uh, this is Le Mans racing. Um, I love this movie. I mean, this, this like speaks to me on so many levels. I mean, not only the history, but like the whole, you know, just the, the idea of what the GT 40 meant and Ford's just like straight up determination to beat Ferrari. And it's amazing. Like for me to, it's like amazing to think what they had to do to like get this done back in the sixties, just all the, uh, tech, the technological advances that they had to come up with making, making the, the engines lighter, making, you know, the body lighter, um, just everything about this movie. I just, I just love, I think, um, you know, Christian Bale, he, he nails it as he always does. He's just an amazing actor. I think, uh, he really, you know, shows you, you know, he was like the underdog and he, he made it happen. Um, cause there's so many other big time racers that, that are mentioned in, in that could have taken his spot. He showed them, he, he knew how to handle that car. And, um, it, it was just cool to see all the different players within that, you know, obviously Matt Damon is Carol Shelby. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't see Carol Shelby in Matt Damon, but uh, I thought he did a decent job. And uh, like John Bernthal as Lee Iacocca. And, uh, you know, he's, he's such a great actor too. And, and um, the actress that plays Ken Mile, um, Christian Bale's wife, um, she did an amazing job as well. Very, it is a sad story in the end, but man, he, all of those people made such a mark on the automotive landscape and and kind of changed the way uh Le Mans racing you know these race cars were built and it kind of trickled into the other series but yeah just an amazing movie I recommend it if if people haven't watched it I mean you've got to crank crank up the sound system and and uh you know listen to all the the amazing uh sounds from those cars 
totally agree. So many great points. I think it's cool for me that Christian Bale is becoming easily one of my favorite actors of all time. And I think it's because it seems like he just like sinks himself entirely into his roles. Like I don't see like, kind of like what you said about Matt Damon, uh, Dean, but the opposite, right? Like you see Matt Damon, you kind of just see Matt Damon, right? Like I see Christian Bale as any, any character he's playing. Like it, it blows me away. And his passion for the car in this movie, uh, was amazing it like i'm not a huge car guy myself but like just the way he like you know he feels the engine and like he just he knows that car like he was clearly the perfect pick for matt damon in this film or shelby and i think that it's cool that because it was set in the 60s that you know being a hothead isn't going to get him anywhere you know he has to he has to kind of still play by the rules with shelby and kind of like go through that the politics of it at first up until they're getting to that point where we get to see them start in you know being more with the vehicles and like that's for me was when the movie really really took off because there were some slower moments at the beginning of the movie but it's it's world building it's character building and kind of giving you a feel for the challenges and hurdles these guys had to overcome right like for me this movie wasn't about ford versus ferrari this was about two guys who had a huge passion for cars and they were like we want to make the best right we want to be the best we know what it takes and like they had to do the impossible right they had to build this vehicle they like to build the impossible and they actually pull it off and it's like that to me it's like talk about like an underdog story in that sense like that's what it felt like for me the whole like like companies like the company of ford versus ferrari to me wasn't really part of the film it was watching these guys achieve their dream and the passion that they deliver in their in their role i thought was was bang on i like i believed them both as as these people uh in this in this world I thought I really did like the the kind of the father son dynamic with um, Christian Bale's kid. You know, the kid just being proud of his dad, right? And like, just like that story got my heartstrings moving. I thought that part was excellent. Um, I honestly can't say anything bad about this film. I, it, it is a movie that I would be one that I'd actually buy and have in my collection as something that you watch every couple of years just to have something badass in the, on uh, in the background. And like you guys said, like the sound. Uh, I had it up on the big screen with the with the big surround sound, and like it was booming in here. It was it was pretty cool, even though there's not a ton of oh, even yeah. like racing in the movie. Really, like you know, like there's not. It's not like just a straight up racing movie. It's like there's a lot more to it than that. So if you're not a huge like race car fan like I am, um, I still think there's a lot to it. I'm shocked um, you didn't yeah. watch it in bed on the phone, Ben. I was fucking about to say that. <laughs> Snipe. Fair. Got him. I do want to. I wanted to add. Um, so there's there's a uh, one of the races that they're in is at Daytona Motor Speedway, and in what seems like a previous previous lifetime, I worked for a BMW Pro Race team, and I was on the pit crew, and uh, we raced in Daytona, and like the scenes where they're in the um, the pit lane. And Shelby's like running out there with a sign. I mean, like I literally worked right there, the exact same spots and everything, cool. like doing the pit pit stops and everything. Um, it was just like surreal to, cause I hadn't really thought about that. And I'm like, wait a second, I've been right there before and uh, got to actually be in races and, and everything. That's so, cool. yeah. So it was pretty cool to um, kind of relive that. 
Well, and I can see why these guys won an award for editing, because in terms of a race car movie that, like, these vehicles are moving super quick, any of the race scenes, you knew where the car was, kind of at all times, depending on the cut. Like, I, can, I can't imagine the, the continuity challenge that would be of making sure that all scenes work together and nothing's out of order, that it just makes sense so that the viewer knows where they're yeah. at in the race without actually saying they're at this point in the race, you know, like... Yeah, especially because as an audience, you know more than the guys in the pit crew. Mm -hmm. The car passes them, and they're like, well, where are they at now? What turn should they be in right now? And then you as you know, the viewer, it's like, oh, that guy just crashed. Yeah. And they think it's... It's Christian Bale's character. Yeah, they're, they're getting they like no, they're, the uh, the yeah. feedback. They're like, oh, a Ford yeah. has crashed, or like a Ferrari un is yeah, yeah, un on uh, uh, what are they called? Unmarked or on? Uh, I don't remember what unknown the word they Ford. Used. Yeah, there crashed. you go, there you go. And they're, they're like, like fuck. fuck, They look at each other like, was that him? And then you know, Ken Miles comes speeding past. They're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great point, uh, Ben. That's a, it's a fantastic fucking movie, dude. Um, Marco, I believe it's your turn to pick movie of the week. What do we got? Yeah, so I'm going to throw out there Andor. Uh, since they're dropping three episodes, I would like that to be my movie of the week. If that's unacceptable, I've got a backup plan as well. That works for me. Works um, for me. I'm going to watch them tonight. So anyway. we'll, like we'll, do, we'll do it spoiler-free, though. So um, i got a lot, of, a lot of Merlin to watch, but I'll, I'll make some time. Um, but spoiler-free next Tuesday. I'm seeing some incredible buzz, so this is like not one that we want to sleep on for sure. Oh yeah, Merlin's great, dude. It's it's an old Jesus. show, but it's so fantastic, <laughs> so fucking good. Honestly, <laughs> guys, if you haven't watched Merlin, fucking yet, Merlin, bro, watch it. I I was like, there's no way this show's that. You good. made Zach, fun of me for so Zach, long. You were so like, this looks so stupid. <laughs> and then you watched the first season like in an hour, and bro, you were I watched like, like the whole show in like a week. What are you talking about? I know, it was dude. Amazing. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the show here in a little bit. But we gotta give shout outs to our sweet angel Patreonies, don't we, Zach? We do the pillars, as John says. The the sweet sweet pillars. Let's give foundations. A shout -out to, yeah, Sean Fear, Ian C V, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, King Louis, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, James Colley, Equan, Chris Valencia, Ben Thomas, Chris Letty, David Jones, Sam Gist. Sam, wait. I messed it up. I'm sorry. Uh, Daminator, Joao Breda, Thomas Clark, Sweet Sweet Danny Lee, Dini Martin, Stephen Krepp, Big Old Fern, King Zach, Cesar Marquin, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin, Bobonski, Rick DiGregorio, The Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Erwin Azucena, The Illustrious Rainer, Alan Morgan, Tukothri Wa, Derek B, Arias Portillo, Pablo Meza, Carlos Saavedra, Matt Clevenger, Seth Tucker, CC3PO. Kevin, come down. Scott Smith, Dalmaton, Jimmy James, Stephen Percher, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Stephen Maria Stanley, Eddie Manzanares, Louis Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer. <laughs> what a bunch of sweet angels. I totally tripped up on Sam Gist. Did I say yeah, Gist or Gist? I didn't get the gist of it, it, but I... Uh... <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, just kidding. shout out Sam. Uh, we have some October stuff to show you. Not everything yet. Just uh, a teaser, as it were. Holographic, does anybody work sticker? Uh, the Patreon has been asking for this for a while. 
And, um, you know, we thought we'd give it the hollow treatment. And so John gets, uh, gets another meme sticker there. Oh, uh, we're working. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, it might be a while, John, before we get the next one. <laughs> um, we're working on a, another sticker. It's the Gabagool Club, sort of a play on the, uh, the Stranger Things. Hellfire Club. Um, hell, thank you, thank you. Hellfire Club. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I just got to like really think about it. Hopefully by next Tuesday we'll have uh, something to show you on that. Uh, but yeah, so we just ordered the first sticker. We'll order the next one here in the next few weeks. But yeah, hollow sticker for the first one. And we'll work on the um, the next design hopefully by next Tuesday. Uh, Patreon starts at $5 a month. You get stickers sent straight to your door and access to Ox After Dark Replay. We also have the Certified Crispy tier at $15 and the $25 What a Guide tier, which is doubles of all the stickers we send and a POG set on your first per, uh, Patreon patronage. We have some great people that support us on YouTube. Our channel members are Mojo Z78, Absolute Erwin, Test Just One, DK Avenger 702, OMFG Rick, S Beam, Andres IB, Daminator, Sam Gist, Thomas Clark, Benjamin Hansom, Chris V, Big Ol' Fern, OG Fan, Bamet, Mark Pearson, Ben Thomas, Paul Schreiber, Andrew Gibo, CC3PO, Lima Hernandez, Carlito, CT603, Eddie, Money, Mendez. Happy birthday, by the way. I think it was his birthday yesterday. Uh, Luke Fredericks and Sia Dreams. Uh, YouTube channel membership started at 99 cents. Uh, go up to 2.99 if you're a Patreon. Uh, it's 99, 2.99 if you're not. Uh, looking at the network, uh, we have I want to say OFAC this week. Am I am I right there, Dean? No, I believe Alina's... that is. I think it's OFAC because when the Queen passed, it was OFAC, and then that last week was Smallpox. Oh, okay, yes, you're right. Uh, we have After Dark tomorrow at 10.30, and then Collector's Club Friday should be a, an exciting week. Uh, Saturday, I don't know if we have anything planned, so uh, we'll figure something out. Uh, Pose Wars 1-6 scale is going to be uh, October 22nd, I think is where we're at. So October 22nd, if you want to pose, you heard it here first, send me a, a Facebook message. Uh, we'll put up a post in the next uh, few days for that, but uh, we definitely need posers. And, uh, you know, it'll be exciting. Thor Gaming says three weeks for John Sticker from Zack's Wonderland. You'll love to see it. <laughs> uh, we also have t-shirts. If you want to buy that, they always go on sale. I'd wait for the sale, but we got some good stuff up there. We should have a club sticker hopefully soon for you guys. Um, John, can we commit to maybe having this up by the end of the month? A club sticker? Or a, a t-shirt, rather? Yeah. yeah. End of the month. The I, vote, I vote a tough nut to swallow uh, shirt. Just saying. Yeah, if you want to send me a design and we'll make all the money off of it, that works. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Actually, I was uh, thinking of a scary Halloween sticker would also be me in bed, potentially. I could see wow. that on somebody's bumper. I'm just saying. Dude, I somebody get the, on the picture of Lord Farquaad in bed and put Ben's head on it. <laughs> I like the Wolverine in bed better. I thought that was cooler imagery. But and then with the grandpa from Lord your fiance. <laughs> How about the grandpa from Willy Wonka? That'd be perfect. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm not that old. Oh, man. I cut, cut the gray hair. Bed? That's a good one. That coke nail, dude. <laughs> That's a good uh, one. John, can we shout out these socials for me, please? Yeah, on Facebook, we got Collecting Weekly, uh, as well as Collecting Weekly Auxiliary, Instagram, at Collecting Weekly, at Collecting Weekly underscore clips, and at The Everyday Collector. Bunch of great socials there. Yeah. Uh, shout out time. Uh, is there any shout outs that we want to give? Yeah, Eddie had his birthday on. You mentioned. I'm so happy birthday. belated to Eddie and also Eddie Manzanares today. So happy oh, birthday, sweet to angel, you, buddy. Eddie's together strong, baby. 
Happy birthday, Eddie Manzanares and Eddie Money Mendez. Shout out Chris Liddy jumping on the show. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, last Got himself Chris a was dopey here. duck. I know, right? Oh, last <laughs> last minute uh, edition. Um, you know, just uh, slipped into Zach's DMs. You know, yep. wanted to get some action. Um, what? <laughs> Shit worked. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Successful. Uh, yeah. I, thanks, guys, for having me. I always love coming on. It's been too long. Um, just love chatting. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've got some stuff coming up. Um, the Cards Formula uh, with Brian and TC and our new co-host, uh, Scott. Um, should be next Wednesday or Thursday live on YouTube, usually about 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, I also have another podcast that I co-host. Uh, it's called Collecting Tracks for Fanthatracks.com. Um, uh, uh, Chris Porteous, who's the Vintage Rebellion on um, YouTube, his his buddy is my co-host, Richard Hutch- Hutchinson. Um, it's like yeah. a train thing, or Tr- collecting tracks. It's it's all about Star Wars collecting. So we have two episodes out so far, um, and uh, yeah, model railroad baby, talking oh, about yeah. some H.O. skill, some Z uh, skill, Lionel. Baby. You know all the vintage. You got wow. the modern. Um, you know, we do it all. Trains all day, every day. Um, train yes. collecting weekly, baby. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm sure there's a Star Wars train set out there somewhere. Dude, you need it for I the collection. Would, I want I it to choo-choo around the room. Doubt it. I want the Patrick Swayze. The Swayze Express. Patrick Swayze Express. Yeah. No, you ruined it. <laughs> oh, the Dang Swayze it. Express. <laughs> yeah. Shout out That's to awesome. the Patreones. I posted the picture of my model, and everyone really said some really nice things. Made me feel real good. I've had kind of a uh, a week, and it made me feel real nice to have all the nice comments. So, thank you guys for that. Um, I've got yeah. one more shout out to okay. my one and only Fuck. to my one and only fan, Baby Boy Five Sixty Two, that came out week over week to, wow. to see shout me. Shout out to Baby Girl. It was her birthday the other day. Shout out to Baby Girl. Yeah. Yes, happy, happy birthday. Bladed. It was her birthday. I want to say last shout out to Wednesday. The baby family. Yeah, it shout was. out to Baby Family. The Baby Fam. And, you know, a shout out to Fern. Is everything good? A health and wellness check might be in order. Hopefully everything's cool with the guy. We're good. Yeah, I sent uh, I sent her a happy birthday message on Instagram. I don't think she ever even saw it, so break my heart. But well, she saw it. She just saw Zach. She's like, okay. <laughs> I think it was from the main CW account, but at any rate, <laughs> at any rate, um, 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 anyone... Anyone else have any shout-outs they want to give? Rest in peace, the queen. Enjoy Andor, everybody. Looking oh, forward yeah. to it. Oh, man, that... It's so weird how they do things in England. May they unite us vault. once again under one banner. Put her in. They didn't even show the vault going down. I was I watched it, and it was just some dude playing a trumpet. Bro, I tuned in. It was, like, super early. I was, like, up at an unreasonable hour, and it was, like... Mm-hmm. um. Live moments before the the Queen's uh, what internment. Sure, I don't know if they use the word burial, but like the ceremony, right? And I was like, okay. And then like it it was like pitch black like over there, so it was like real early. And I was like, okay, well they're not gonna do this in the middle of the night, so like probably obviously gonna wait till the sun came out. I, like, went to bed, woke up, like, hours later, and they still hadn't put her in the ground yet. I was like, God damn, like, can you just let this lady rest? We gotta parade her around for 
Because you'll never tradition. see it again in your lifetime, buddy. She should have. Well, I mean, at the Philip, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> like a strong wind would take him up. <laughs> Might be back here next week. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so you're sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm just saying, don't print the money yet. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Jack over there, the epitome of good health. <laughs> Okay, not, first off, maybe only Chris Letty is the epitome of health on this panel, not none, none of us. No, Marco's not bad. No, Marco and Ben. Ben. No, Ben. Okay, us three Marco, up top, we have too much ben, chemical. Ben has too much green leaf. Marco is Three on three, us, <laughs> the three yeah, of us versus the three of you. Ben's got that hobbit leaf. If Bro, I'm the model the of health, three, that's a scary thought. The top three versus the bottom three in a tug of war. Let's go. <laughs> what are we tugging? <laughs> My penis. Uh, oh, not even the short tongue we war. Catch, uh, <laughs> hey, it's you not the teasers. size of the mouth. Who the fuck threw that motherfucking busted ass goddamn Adidas? Wait, I thought we did a sign-off. We're no. still alive, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was going to do organically. Anyways, I'm Zach. Premature. That was premature. It's a premature tugging, The tugging caused premature. I'm, sick. I'm sick to my stomach. No, I'm Jonathan. I'm Marco. I'm Chris. I'm Ben. Oh, I oh, didn't to see it. Chris, what the hell, Chris? Chris yeah, takes priority. Sniped in there. Chris should be ahead That's of right. Chris takes priority. That, honest, it, so. In reality, he should be. Let's be honest. Come on. <laughs> I'm good with being on the bottom. <laughs> Love Ew, you guys. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> In bed with his fiance. <laughs> That's oh my god. Sorry, Shana. That, She's that was sleeping. I'll, I'll send you guys a text message. <laughs>